0: Good morning. Good morning. How are, good. How are you? I'm good. How are
1: you? I'm good. I didn't sleep enough, but I slept yeah.
0: really well last night. So no, same. Burnout. Like yeah, my Fitbit said I slept like six hours and forty-two minutes or something, but I felt like I got good sleep. Yeah. That's the best high quality. Love it. I would prefer it to say nine hours, but you know, right? Beggars can't be choosers. Sometimes though, like, do you ever find like you'll sleep like eight hours, but you'll feel shitty? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes
1: so. the less I sleep, but like the better I sleep, I the better mm-hmm. I feel.
0: It's weird. That's weird. all mm-hmm. oh, that cocaine you do in Vegas. I know for real, right? It's the <laughs> best. <laughs> I do cocaine. That's from my show. Um, Oh, well, hi. My name's Crystal, by the way.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Stacy. We're Itty Bitty Belly Committee, Mm -hmm. and we are here to support everybody, um, whether you are on a weight loss or a wellness journey. Um, Crystal and I both had vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Um, I'm 15 months post-op. You're, what, 18 months post-op? So we just talk a lot about our experience and everything that has helped us along the way. And one of those things is our support group. We run it every Sunday, every Tuesday. If you need support, hit us up. So yeah, that's us.
0: Welcome. That's us in a nutshell. Um, it's funny. I have, I have a really good friend who um, used to, well, she still works at the salon my sister used to work at. Mm-hmm. And my sister worked there for like forever. And it was kind of like our second home. Like we were just always there, always hanging out, really good friends with all the girls there. And then, after my sister left to like do her own thing and have kids. And she started like a really amazing um, wedding hair company. I still went there to get my hair done by another girl named Amy, but this other girl, she's, you know, she and I were always like the same size before I had my surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, but she's short. She was like my sister's height. Anyways, she's talked to me a few times about getting the surgery and, she like has gone back and forth on it and this morning she dm'd me and asked for the doctor's info <laughs> and i was oh like okay my gosh, that's and then awesome she, yeah and then i want to say exactly how she phrased it cuz it's funny let me pull it up she said doo, doo, doo. she's like has it been hard for you <laughs> And i was like well that's a mixed answer right she said looking back 18 months out now the surgery part was fairly easy um at the time it didn't feel easy but right. i feel you know, overall, it's once you get through the stages, which we'll talk yeah. about today and everything, it's, you know, it's pretty smooth sailing. I said, but this is what I said, quote, um, the surgery is easy AF, but the mental work you have to do to address the actual bad habits and issues is really hard work. You'll lose weight, but it's a minefield for emotions, hormones, and past trauma. So you got to be ready for that. And I was like, I feel like that's really true. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's like
1: completely it in a nutshell. And it's definitely how I felt as well. It's weird because looking back now, like it, that part of it seemed so much easier than it was when you were in the moment. Like that really resonates with me. Cause I remember just like being one week post-op and I'm like, Oh my God, all I want to do is chew. I got to distract myself. You know what I mean? Like, and then now I'm like, okay, now there's like a whole, like, you're literally the same human. right? With all the same bullshit. And you're like, Oh, God, okay, I need to make all the decisions. You know, like, there's a part of me that feels like I've just sort of needed to embody this, like, overall health over the last 15 Mm -hmm. months. Yeah, you know, become that person that I've always wanted to be. um, Well, it's your chance,
0: right? Like, it's your chance to do that. That sounds like a Disney song. But like, (laughs) this is your opportunity. It's such a huge reset for your body you're a fool <laughs> if you don't take advantage of it and unfortunately you and I have seen people in our you know Instagram world mm-hmm. that don't take full advantage of it and I wanted to like shake their shoulders and be like no like this you have to fix this but everyone's on their own journey blah 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 you know but yeah. I'm sure people will look at me and they're like that bitch is eating all style fries like what you know but we all have our own journey <laughs> <laughs> um but maybe that's actually making me feel better because they say the same thing about childbirth. So maybe it's just the unknown, right? Like you don't really know how the surgery is going to go. You only hear the bad stories. You only, our brain automatically looks for the trauma in a lot of things. But then once you get through it, you're like, okay, that's actually not that bad. Maybe that's how birth is. And because people always say that, like, you don't even remember, you know, how awful it is to shoot this watermelon out of your vagina I doubt that, but now I'm like, okay, well, actually I have some context to put that to you with something else that's similar. So maybe, um, come November, I'll say the same thing about pooping this baby out.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, or, or it's the other side, Ah. like, like, I feel like sometimes people just make it all glowy, dewy, beautiful, pretty on Instagram. And you're like, well, wait a minute. No, this is really fucking hard. And not to mention like I've cheated 15 times and I'm like three weeks post-op, you know what I mean? Like it's, I feel like there's a lot of power in being really honest about like not just rosy colored glasses with all of it you know especially <laughs> things like you know recovering from vertical sleep and then also childbirth well <laughs> yours that's... is gonna be the easiest
0: so yeah <laughs> I'm spraying uh olive oil in there every day um got a girl <laughs> no, I would though uh yeah I think like you and I both like when you're in the middle of a dumping Mm. jumping situation yeah you're convinced you're gonna die like Mm. I'm gonna die everything wants to come out of every orifice at the same time what is wrong my body is panicking it's the same Mm. feeling I get when I have a panic attack or anxiety or whatever it's this impending doom the world's ending and then you get through it and so I think like it's a good example with the surgery too it's like you when you're in the in the thick of it in the firefight or whatever you want to call it, it fucking sucks. But then you get through it and you're like, okay, maybe I could have done these things differently, but I'm going to be kind to myself and say, I did my best and I did what I could. And it is what it is. Like I'm just going to keep it moving. But that's why I think we started this group and why you and I hate on (laughs) some things we see from other groups that really try to monetize this journey because it's not about that. Now, if anyone wants to sponsor us and like, you know, that's (laughs) legit and not bullshit, And not going to harm people who, you know, we preach to or we connect with or whatever. That's different. But you're never going to see me shell out some bullshit real good foods, chicken nuggets that taste (laughs) like shit and they're not good for you. You're just never going to see that, guys, ever, 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 ever. But, you know, if we find some shampoo or something that actually does work or like some supplements that actually are good for you. We're mm-hmm. gonna gatekeep that shit. We're gonna gatekeep it and not let any bullshit through. Yeah. No, no fake award ceremonies, <laughs> no cruises. <laughs> I'm like, I can't hold it in. I'm not right. gonna say it bluntly, you know, but just saying, like, we're trying to be as transparent and honest and real about this shit. And I think we both couldn't find that in the various tribes or communities that are out there until we made it ourselves.
1: 100%. It was like, hey, are you looking for, like, a real friend where you can, like, actually talk every day or every other day or once a week or whatever, like, get to know people and, like, learn their kids' names and stuff like that? Like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking Uh, for
0: a true, like, sisterhood of the traveling sleeve. That's it. Oh, my God. Cute. Maybe that's our award show day. (laughs) Oh, my God. I cannot. I cannot. If you don't know about this award show thing, just find it. Like, go, I'm not, I don't want to Just, be, check, like, your check, your just check your DMs. How about that? check your DMs. You might have been <laughs> awarded. So. You might be nominated. You might be nominated, but you didn't win, but you <laughs> came close. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't. Okay. I can't hold it in because that's like, so at the forefront. I came out guns blazing. With you it. really
1: did. Well, I let's know. talk about
0: something really, really positive.
1: Okay. Um, We got a very special- Oh my God, role. the
0: voicemail. Love not. note, like the ultimate love note. I so got two I actually, by the way, I just didn't send you the second one because <laughs> it's kind of a joke one oh, okay. from Katie from our Sunday group.
1: Oh my God. Well, I, I, I
0: think it is because it sounds like her, <laughs> <laughs> but she, I'll send it to you and we can play it on the desk, but no, the one from Zara. Yes. Ugh, First of so all, I love up. your
1: name. You're beautiful. Yes. Thank and you. I love your
0: store. <laughs> 100% her name's Zara. like this. We
1: also need to know, right. We also need to know more about you because you have the coolest Instagram and it's like you travel mm-hmm. the world and you just mm-hmm. seem like such an awesome human. So
0: yeah, we're going to call you out. And she but did, thank you. She My did God. message us. She, she, so did. she Yeah. We responded. She did have surgery. We're not going to like tell her whole life story, but um, we're going to play the voicemail. I'm going to put it in here somehow. I'll figure out how okay. to do it to insert it because. Crystal, i want the it, to, it gal yeah i want it to be like our new intro <laughs> oh my gosh i'm obsessed with it I, you like know what? Amazing. Yeah.
1: we were we were both on the same page though like the minute we listened to it like we both totally started to cry because it just yeah. it's exactly what we want to portray um yeah. you know and it's not just, the
0: just kind of, people loving us
1: but yeah well it's sincerity right? right like it's yeah. all about like there's no bullshit here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear or what you think sounds good. Like it's just not the case. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm just glad that someone can recognize and see that. So we appreciate you Zara. Thank you. My dear, yeah. we forever buddies.
0: <laughs> so hold your pants. It might play right now okay. or it might play later. I don't know how to put it in, but I'm going to insert it. And then I'm going to figure out how to steal clips from it and play that clip pretty much every time we have a new episode until people leave us more messages obsessed I love it and if they're mean messages then I'll play those too
1: so what are we talking are we talking about post-op stages on this one this is so
0: yeah I was thinking that would be a good segue or or we could talk so I'll let you it'll be ladies choice that Mm -hmm. one or the other idea that we had about um like relapsing Oh, okay. Well,
1: let's do post-op stages cuz I feel okay. like my notes are way better on post-op stages. I
0: I love when you come to a meeting with notes.
1: Okay, it's they're not perfect, uh You're- but I had a lot. Okay, so remember I told you a while back, I want to say it was like one of our first or second episodes where I had like an entire dictionary thickness um Journal that I had taken for like over yeah. so I went in there and I looked at all the excerpts, and I was like, okay, this is what I was eating during this phase, and what I was eating during that phase. So I feel like it's really helpful to kind of like go through. But I did not have really a pre-op, so if you want to start with like pre-op and what helped sure. you in pre-op,
0: um, I think that would be great. Yeah, mine's really intense actually, mm-hmm. um, and I think everyone. I will preface this by saying everyone's experience will be different if you have your surgery in Canada, if you have your surgery in the U S if you have it in Mexico, um, the surgery itself is going to be the same process, but every doctor kind of has a different suggestion. For example, when everyone knows I went to Mexico and did my surgery kind of freelance, <laughs> but previous to that, I went to my insurance that was through Kaiser, my United States insurance. And, um, I was like, oh, this is gonna be great because I'll have a doctor and I'll have support. And, you know, it's much less scary than going to like a foreign country to do that. Yeah. So, but when I went to, first off, I had to wait like six weeks to go to the first like informational Zoom because this was mid COVID, like the start of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I went, waited six weeks, went to this Zoom and it was like um, a lot of information, but mostly it was focusing on, their pre-op, which is almost a year of these diet supplemental drinks that you have to do, like meal supplement drinks. And they're quite expensive. They're not covered by your insurance. And it's a prerequisite for your surgery. And I was like, Oh, and therapy, which I was already in therapy. Mm -hmm. And my therapist was like a hundred percent on board with helping me through this process. So I didn't really feel like I needed that side from Kaiser. Um, but the meal supplement shakes, I knew I could not maintain that because I had done that before. Right. I, bought, I bought shakes from the grocery store, and I tried that. I tried Weight Watchers. I tried all those things. I never yeah. did Nutrisystem, but my sister did. And I was like, no, that I know that doesn't work for me. Like, I need a more significant change, like, kind of right now. Yeah. While well, I'm not afraid. So, anyway, so I didn't. And if that works for you, awesome. Yeah. I don't think... I'm not a big protein shake person, especially post-op. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like I made the right decision for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is one aspect. So then that's what made me pivot to going international. And mm-hmm. I researched there's, I think there's about 15 different doctors in Tijuana alone that does this process, like doctor groups, not just doctors. Got it. And so there's different price points. There's different... I should do a whole episode about like different doctors and TJ and how I got to mine.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll put it on our list because we always forget. So, but the one I chose, he was kind of in the middle price wise. Mm -hmm. um, And I liked that they included like your hotel stay. It just seemed a little bit more structured and their pre-op and post-op seemed really supportive. And they have a nurse that you can email anytime, Dr. Nurse Cindy. Um, They have a really robust Facebook group that is very active. So I was like, okay, I can plug myself into this. This will be great. Um, So anyways, all that to say, their pre-op plan is based on your specific BMI. Um, That's how long you have to do the process for pre-op. But the process itself is the same. Does that make sense? Mm Yep. Okay. So for me, my BMI was quite high. I was five foot nine and 306. Mm -hmm. So I don't even remember what it was. It's probably like 36 or 37, I think. And so they're like, okay, the whole point of the pre-op diet and process is to lose weight. But more importantly, to shrink your liver, your liver is in the way of your stomach when they're going to do the surgery. And if you don't shrink it, most Americans have fatty liver disease, even when they look skinny, like we eat too much fat. So in our foods um, and sugar, which processes as fat, not dieticians is what they told me. So your liver is engorged and you need to shrink it. You'll lose okay. weight while you do it too, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically for me, I had to do it for two weeks and other people I've seen have had to do it for like six weeks. Other people just do it a longer time anyways, just to like start creating good habits, which is nice, but it's hard
1: because yeah.
0: you're, you know, kind of starving yourself in a healthy Hannah way. Hannah
1: actually did that. Hannah was on liquid, yeah. for like a whole month. Uh, Hannah di-
0: I did mine like my surgery was in February and I started doing like a modified version in November. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, let me just start making some healthy choices. But I did see a lot of people saying, Oh, like do a food um, funeral. <laughs> like, you know, if there's your favorite foods, you know, you're not going to, well, I thought I would just never get to eat again, but you know, you're want to say goodbye to like your favorite pizza or whatever. So anyway, so I didn't really do that, but so basically I did, uh, they have like, resources and this is actually where my idea for like a food service came from that I haven't done yet so if anyone wants to talk to me about that that would be fun but like having foods delivered to you to make this part and then the stages after surgery easier yeah anyways but it was a lot of soups like it's very like no really really low fat um not a lot of meat only like three to six ounces based on your size of meat a day so like chicken or you know lean meats. not like Burger, yeah. Um, and then all the vegetables you could eat. Mm-hmm. They also have you do, um, try to start hitting like your liquids before you know, so you get used to trying to, yeah, drink a lot. A day. Yeah, that's yeah, great. and it helps mm-hmm. you stay fuller too longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I liked about Dr. Elias Ortiz, it's Elias Co. on their website. They have all these resources. So they had like soups that you could make, they have, um, like an egg roll soup. Um, and then this vegetable soup hmm. and this one, another thing I made a lot of that. Um, you could eat like all the sugar-free Jello you wanted, all the sugar-free, um, pudding you wanted, uh, sugar-free popsicles, sugar-free juice, just like no soda, like really like a cleanse kind of diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did mine. The harder thing for me was they also require you to quit smoking if you're a smoker because yes. surgery is not great for your lungs. Mm-hmm so I, that one was harder. They told me I needed to quit a month out at the minimum. And I did not. And (laughs) a week out, I was crying because I was like, I'm going to die in surgery because I didn't quit smoking. And I quit. I had cut back a lot. I cut back to Mm -hmm. like less than half a pack a day, which for me was way less than I was smoking. And so I called the nurse or emailed the nurse. And I was like, look, I know I might lose my money or I might lose my deposit but I want to be transparent I didn't quit smoking the diet part's going great but I didn't quit smoking and I don't I'm really scared of having like a lung embolism or something Mm -hmm. and so maybe we need to move my date out till I can prove that I can do this part and she um she was like let me talk to the doctors and the anesthesiologist and then she said if you quit today and like swear in a stack of bibles that you're quitting today we can Mm -hmm. still do it so I said, okay, which told me mm, maybe the smoking isn't that big of a deal, but I was like, you yeah, know, go not smoke. But I was like, <laughs> okay. So I literally put my cigarette out, put a patch on, and never smoked again from the when I got that email. And that, wow. was week, that was on February 7th because I had my surgery on the 14th. Right. Yeah. One week later. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And that was hard. So then I get to three days prior. They make you do all liquid surgery or oh. surgery prep. So three days before. Oh, and you have to do a colon cleanse. So I had to drink that magnesium <sighs> nitrate or whatever it is. Yeah. Side note: If it's you great. have to do that, it's gross. Yeah. But I got the cherry flavor. I put it in the freezer until it was like a little crystallized and really, really cold. And then I used a straw and I put the straw like at the back of my throat, like where you couldn't really taste it, and mm-hmm. I chugged it. And then I sat and I watched this really weird movie and I sweated from my anxiety of like what was going to happen <laughs> and like had panic attacks. And then I pooped for like 45 minutes and then I was fine. So it's not so bad, but I was like really scared of it. If you don't know if this is your first time listening to us, I have diagnosed anxiety and OCD disorder. So this, all this thing, all of these new things was really difficult for me. Yeah, these new things. So, anyways, um, so then I did. So the three day pre op is like <laughs> poor Kyle. Oh, also I did cheat on the diet. I'm gonna be transparent because I didn't realize that carne asada is not considered um like low fat meat. I thought it was <laughs> because it's just like really dry steak. You know what I right. mean? Like it wasn't like a juicy burger or like yeah. Tsunami. Yeah. So I ate a ton of. <laughs> I thought I was doing good. carne asada tacos. <laughs> like, Hilarious. I know. Didn't realize it till after. Like, no, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and I was like guacamole. That's pretty much a vegetable. Like, I just didn't know. I was doing my best. Yeah. But it was a it was a nice change from like eating a chili riano and enchilada, which I would normally have eaten. You know. Right. So I thought I was doing good. But my and
1: probably in comparison, that was. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, for I'm sure. sure but, that that was like a big.
0: Cut from I maybe your was, with that. Yeah. yeah, you know, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So three days and then the three days before, I was doing a lot of food prep for after I came home from surgery. So I made I bought you end up spending a lot of money on Amazon for this shit, I think. Yeah. I bought a ton of like one ounce and three ounce little containers and I made a ton of different types of jello. After surgery, I didn't want to even look at jello because I ate it so much pre pre surgery. So I had a ton at home I just threw away. Yeah. Um, But so the three days before it's all liquids and you can't do anything red. So like, obviously don't drink like red Gatorade, Um, but liquids could be like broth. So I did a ton of bone broth. I did a ton of French onion soup that I just strained the liquids out of and just Mm -hmm. drink the liquid. And that's going to say poor Kyle, because my breath was rank. (laughs) Drink. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was in ketosis, and that oh, makes it yeah. bad, anyways. Yeah. And then on top of that, chugging French onion soup and like bone broth and Jello, like that's all I ate. I was so cranky, and I just was like, I just. By the time the three days was up, I was like, I am so ready to just be to be done with the surgery and get some fluids in me because I felt like super dehydrated. Yeah, I felt like the dad on. Little Mermaid when he like shrinks down into like the little shriveled plant thing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I guess the poor unfortunate souls. So yeah, so that was, that's all my pre-op when I got to surgery, obviously, um, you know, you can't eat or drink anything after six o'clock, you know, after 12 hours before your surgery or whatever. So I chugged, chugged, chugged water um, and Gatorade, not red Gatorade, like yellow Gatorade or whatever. That night before, because I just felt so dehydrated, especially that French onion soup probably had a lot of salt in it.
1: Were you <laughs> sad that you weren't going to be able or that you've heard that you can't chug after surgery? Like, were you sad about
0: that? <clears throat> so I cried the night before yeah. we went to Mexico. I cried myself to sleep because I was scared. I was hungry. And I also was convinced that I would never be able to use a straw mm. again. I would never chug ice cold water, which actually was true. I can't stand plain water now anymore. Yeah, but it's fine. i now I just drink Gatorade and it tastes great. Um, and I was really, really upset that I couldn't, I would never eat pizza again. Like that was, that was heartbreaking to me that I thought I could never eat pizza again. <laughs> I mean, which is hilarious because here we are. I <laughs> just eat pizza yesterday <laughs> with ranch. Um, yeah. but yeah, I was convinced. I was convinced that I was just going to, I was ready to like you know, I thought I'd only eat salads and chicken and I would just eat like a Kardashian and look like a Kardashian. And, but that was okay. You know, you, they, t- that's why the, the idea of like the food funeral is really unhealthy in my opinion, Yeah, because you don't, this isn't about prior to my surgery, my life was all about if I made good choices or bad choices, I was a good human or a bad yeah. human. Sure. So if I ate a cheeseburger I was treating myself, but it was bad for my body. like bad. I was making a bad choice. Yeah. If I was doing a good day, I was limiting my options by eating a salad, but I could pat myself on the back because I made a healthy choice that day. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This surgery, in my opinion, and I think in your opinion too, really opens up your world, but you don't realize it at the time. Yeah. You can eat everything now. You just eat a little bit of it, you know, but. You, your tummy's little, but you, once you get through these stages, which you'll talk about next of like post-op, you really, it's a whole new world. And I don't want to spend the next 40 years because I spent 38 years, you know, counting my calories, counting my points, all of this bullshit right to to prove to myself that I could do this rather than just like live my life in a healthy manner and make healthy choices with a tool that makes it much easier. Yeah, for sure yeah that's that's my soapbox for the day
1: (laughs) (laughs) was there like anything that you felt like really helped you get through the pre-op because I feel like like aside from what you were able to eat or whatever like were you working all the way through like was that keeping you distracted like what kinds of things were you doing to just keep you like on track so that you didn't fuck up that like liquid part. Like, cause I feel like that's so hard, especially when your stomach is still full size and you're trying to do this like super
0: diety diet. You know what I mean? Well, I live by fear and I live by rules and I'm not like, I know not everyone's like that. So if you tell me you can die, if you don't do it this way, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will do everything in my power to do yeah. it the proper way. I well, love good. rules. I love regulations. <laughs> um, the number one thing that helped me was Dr. Google and the support group on Facebook that EOC has, the Elias Ortiz company has, because it was just post after post, after post, after post from people who were in the same exact position. They do like 40 surgeries a day at the doctor that I went to. So they're pumping people through and they're all American. Yeah. A lot of them are from the Midwest. So you know, we, we all have something in common, but then they also continue having this community of people who are post-op who are three months, six months, 18 months, two years out. Um, so that, I think that was the biggest thing I wasn't working because it was the pandemic and I had like gone through a lot with like company and stuff. So I was just, I was able to focus on it, but of course I told myself, Oh, I should be working out. I should be doing this, but it's like, I couldn't, I was tired. Like your body's really tired going through all that. So no, it was mostly the, having a community. I'm not really a part of that community anymore because it gets really annoying, but at the time, excuse me, it really helped to have, like, I could reach out and get an answer pretty quickly from that group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also too, like there's something to be said for like the evolution of social media in this journey I feel like I was mm. so balls deep right when I like had my surgery and like even before that I just relied so heavily on asking questions and putting things out there and like trying to get information and then like now I feel like okay I kind of have to pull back and now I'm like a different kind of like I'm showing up differently on social media when it comes to this particular um surgery so yeah I totally get that well yeah. that's good So oh, yeah I mean
0: I don't know I'm not saying my way is the perfect way but it worked for me yeah And I, it made me realize that was why I chose my doctor because I really loved the group that dynamic they had on their Facebook. That's great. Have like moderators and people who the owners even in there sometimes, but there's a lot of drama. You know, anytime you get a bunch of women, especially when it comes to weight loss stuff, you know, like there's going to be group drama. So you know, people get crazy and mad, and they post crazy things, and so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But that was why I liked that because I could jump in there and get an answer or see like you can even like search you know like Facebook you can search a topic and I think I'm approaching pregnancy the same way Mm -hmm. I joined like five mom groups (laughs) so I was ready to go but yeah I mean I think however you find a community it's much easier to get where you're going when you go with someone else yeah no I totally agree with that whether it's IBC or not but so you're you didn't do much pre-op and uh, you I'm saying this carefully because I know it's triggering for you. You weren't 300 pounds. You were on the smaller side. 230. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but also too, like they had just much like yours. They had stipulations pre-op, like. I think if you're over a 40% BMI, there was a specific, um, like, two shakes a day, one meal. And then there was, you know, guidelines for that one particular meal. And you did that for two weeks or whatever. Um, For me, it was supposed to be two meals, one shake for two weeks. And that dropped my BMI too low. So then I got denied for surgery at first. And then um, they were basically like, no, go eat everything. And then I had one day of clear liquids. But one day of clear liquids was my pre-op diet. (laughs) Yeah. And I say that loosely because I hit that twice in the same week. And anyways, it just was kind of a shit show, my pre-op. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I really hit the clear liquid phase. Um, So there's actually six phases to my post-op or like progression, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, And what I found incredibly helpful because the first week of my pre-op, excuse me, post-op is seven days and it's clear liquids. So I went... Mm -hmm. Seven full days only on clear. And what I found super helpful was I actually created kind of like a calendar on my stage, you know, like yeah. guideline. And I wrote the actual date in which I would be doing that entire phase or that entire stage. So I felt okay. like that was super helpful. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of like have a date in mind, and then like when you were switching or advancing to the next stage, I thought that was super super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like my clear liquids, do a question though. Yeah,
0: because I know this, but maybe others don't. How long were you in the hospital before you got sent home?
1: Um, it was about a day.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So I actually, it was a little over 24 hours. From so
0: like post-op to going home.
1: Correct. So I had my surgery super early morning and I was home by like one o'clock the next day.
0: So, and that's a little different than mine too, because I stayed for five days at the ho, like three days in the hospital And then two days at a hotel that was had a nurse Mm -hmm. um, in Mexico before I came home. I came home a day early because I was doing fine and I lived really close by. Uh, But so my my like immediate post op, they handled. So it's a little different. Did you have to do a leak test?
1: I did not do a leak
0: test. Um, okay. They just basically gave me
1: instruction. Like if you, if anything comes up or if anything's not okay, like to just let them know, like I had a number to call and
0: right. stuff like that. So yeah, there yeah. really
1: wasn't like, s- there was nothing after huh. my surgery. Like my surgeon came in from peace the fuck out. Like I, I didn't even see him themselves. after my surgery. Yeah. yeah. He was there so on I- what
0: they call his church day. So he was yeah. doing me a favor about Okay. That was and that. That's a little different from mine because I saw my surgeon after um, he, I was like, I didn't care, you know, but I saw him, they mm-hmm. kept me pretty drugged. Um, and then had me walking every hour to like work out the, you know, but I think because in my, you're come like, let's say you're like Hannah, right? Like you're coming from Oklahoma, you're flying into San Diego, driving down to TJ, having the surgery. They're not going to just throw you back on a plane to go home. Like Cause shit could happen. So it makes sense liability wise for them to keep you for those five days and like, make sure you're good. Um, so I had a tube, they took my tube out after like a day, then I went and did a leak test, which everyone's scared of, but it's actually not a big deal. You just drink some contrast and then they just look at your stomach to make sure it's sealed. Totally fine. It tastes gross, but it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. And then once you pass the leak test, they're like, here's a popsicle. And that popsicle was full sugar (laughs) because it wasn't (laughs) like, it was like a straight up Mexico um like we ever had like a mexican like icy yum yes it was a green which is my favorite flavor and they gave me that apple juice and some chicken broth and i was like this is like heaven heaven (laughs) um but that was probably two days after i would say yeah yeah but go on i just i think it's gonna be good to like compare and contrast
1: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, so yeah, so for clear liquids, what I found was really helpful is I actually made some bone broth and I froze it prior Mm. to surgery. So I had these like, you know, those like whiskey ice cube trays, I ordered those from Amazon. And so I was like freezing a whole bunch of these like bone broth cubes, and I would just kind of defrost some of those I really liked warm liquids post op, but I also know that they didn't like my belly, like my, my stomach was like not into hot stuff. So that was hard for me. And I still feel like to this day, my stomach doesn't love hot drinks. Like I can feel mm-hmm. it hitting my stomach. So it, it that was weird. Yeah.
0: It, it hits weird.
1: Yeah. It, it's hard for me too because I really enjoy hot stuff
0: like a hot chocolate or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I but know we- that I had a ton oh. of jello. Mm hmm. Um, post-op as well. And they had like very specific stuff, like, like you mentioned, sugar-free popsicles, sugar-free gelatin, sugar-free drinks. Um, I definitely relied heavily on the protein water as well during that time. I didn't love the way it tasted. Yeah. I also ended up getting like an isopure. That's like one of the brands that we had out here. I bought like two big bottles of that prior to surgery. And I tried drinking that multiple times and it was just absolutely disgusting. And I put it over like tons of ice and added water to it. And I tried so hard, but it was just so nasty that, um, and, and
0: also sorry go ahead So, isopure has a unflavored protein powder though
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: the only one i found that was truly unflavored that mixed in well just huh. saying
1: yeah okay we'll that was that, that
0: was that was important part of my post-op surgery stages was adding protein to all this, sh- which we can get to yeah and and i
1: I find the protein waters just gross me out a little bit more than like the milky kind. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have them pre-made. They come in like a 12 to 20 ounce bottle. And there was like this blue one that I got disgusting. And then there was a red (laughs) one, I think. Um, But I just went to like, it wasn't GNC, but it was something like GNC and it was just local. And it was 25 grams of protein for the whole bottle. And I tried really hard, but I just hated that shit. I still um think. the, yeah, the one that you said was really good. I, that one is way better for me.
0: I cut uh, it with gear. yeah, Yeah. It is expensive though, man. Like I was just doing the math on it and I'm like, okay, I get a 12 pack. Then I do one bottle a day and it's like $30. I feel like I need to find a better solution. I don't know, but go on. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe Premier Protein Protein Water can sponsor us.
1: <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know i i've kind of just switched over i like my water so i don't have yeah. the same issues with water um okay so then you days, did a week of clear yeah so then okay. weeks 2 and 3 so 14 days again on the calendar um i was able to have full liquids so on my full liquids that actually included i don't know i feel like it's a little confusing but it, it was the protein shakes so the actual like Uh, I like pure protein or premier protein. We just said that premier protein. And I felt like I was like kind of a gourmet chef of like combining the premier proteins. (laughs) And my favorite um, combination was the cookies and cream and the caramel. And I would put Mm -hmm. that over ice and I would add a little bit of water. Yeah. Um, But also on my full liquids phase, uh, they did include plain Greek yogurt. Mm -hmm. So, and I also have that though, right? Uh, they said low fat for me. Um, and then they also said that I could have strained low fat cream soups. So I went Mm -hmm. to, that's when I hit up Trader Joe's and I got like the tomato bisque. Mm, So Um, good. I did that one a lot. Butter. Yeah. The butternut squash. I Mm -hmm. liked that one a lot. Um, they also had on here like cream of wheat. I can't eat wheat, so that wasn't good for me. Um, but I also found that it was because, and I would imagine because it's a two week long process, There's, like, an evolution that takes place during that time. So, like, at first, I probably couldn't have something like Greek yogurt, right, or cottage cheese for that matter. Like, that was towards the end of those two weeks. Um, But what I found during both my clear and my full liquid phase, the thing that helped me the most, because I was off work during that time, I would binge listen to my audible. I downloaded a whole bunch of Ivy S M O A K Smock, I don't know how to say that. Um but it's all these like really trashy love stories and so I had a ton of stuff on Audible. I would listen to Audible and I would do my diamond paintings and that kept my hands busy and then every like 2 or 3 hours I would schedule myself a walk. So I felt like I was kind of on this like weird routine of just survival yeah. at that time and I think just having kind of like the breaks and getting up and walking and then like when I wasn't listening to audible I was doing like a ton of self-help YouTube um and also I was like re-listening to all of Dr. Vong's stuff and like all the bariatric surgeons that are on YouTube like I was trying to just like absorb everything yeah so that really helped me too but that was three freaking weeks of just liquids yeah
0: mm-hmm like no
1: texture. Right. And then yeah. I moved into another two weeks of pureed. Like that's how long this freaking process was. It was nuts. Yeah. But, um, that included like, you know, and there's, they call it like the smush test. I don't know if yeah. you've heard of this, but it's like mm-hmm. when you can like take a fork and just like push your fork through it and it yeah. easily comes. Through. Yeah. So that was when I was able to have like refried beans and the ricotta bake. If you don't know about the ricotta bake. <laughs> made That's, crystal super sick.
0: Yeah. First thing I dumped on, but I also have right. a bladder out. So yeah. I don't do the fatty stuff well, but go on.
1: But like for me, I mean, my very first meal uh was like a scrambled egg and I was shocked at how little I could eat yeah. and like how much, how scared I was to eat for the first time after yeah. three weeks of fucking liquids. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't realize like how worried you are like is it going to handle it is it going to not you know like i probably had like 3 bites of my eggs and i was like okay that's enough and i
0: only cooked one you know what i mean so can i say yes. something about that too for sure is, what's really funny is i felt the same way but i kept thinking about people on that show survivor because i was like they're basically i don't know if anyone else watches the show but i've been a survivor fan since day 1 mm-hmm. um they're basically starving themselves for 30 days right yeah and all they're eating is like fish they can catch and coconut and maybe rice if they like win rice and then they'll win these like excursions two weeks in right all they've been doing is eating chicken and coconut or like fish and coconut and then they'll win like an excursion with three other people from like burger king and and they gorge on it or they'll eat like chocolate cake or like cookies and i'm sitting there now post-op i'm like they're gonna be shitting their pants in about five minutes like 100 percent But I I think about, I was thinking about them a lot when I was (laughs) working back into eating foods. I bought these little plastic square plates that held like so small, like you would fit in the pan Mm -hmm. and little baby spoons and forks. And that was one of my first meals was a really softly scrambled egg with salsa. And I put it in the little thing and I was so excited about it. And I ate like two or three bites over like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was great it's kind of it. a joke. Like, you're so excited, but then you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, that was very anticlimactic.
0: Yeah. You're like, okay, this is going to be a waste of food.
1: I had some during curate, I think mostly um, I started doing this, but I had some really um, funny to me now, like looking back. I would call them cheats. So okay. one thing that I used to do that like really helped me during those times was I would take a little bit of like, I would take a spoon, I would dip it into the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, whatever, I wasn't scooping it. Right. I was just like dipping it in there. So whatever was left on the like spoon. Like whatever
0: when, coated the spoon. Yeah, exactly.
1: I okay. would literally sit down and I would just slowly lick that shit. And uh, for tough. whatever reason, yeah. peanut butter just like hit so nice after, especially during period. Like I felt like I didn't have anything that was like that kind of texture, consistency, saltiness. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then And I also bought a can of sugar-free whipped cream and I would like, because this is like me growing up and like my dad always used to do this. Like we would have like the can whipped cream and we would like just take it from the actual like can, you know, like flip your head back. Right. So I would do that as like my sweet treat at night. And I would just like have a couple of just like squirts of sugar-free freaking whipped cream on my tongue. And again, I don't think that my stomach liked, uh, peanut butter wasn't bad in my stomach at all, but I don't think it liked the airy whipped cream but it really helped me like and so and then also during curate I wrote down that I um started my green smoothies at that time too so I felt like knowing that I was getting like a little bit more like high nutrition during that time made me feel better I had more energy to get like my walks in and you know and then also having those like cheats that really helped me like pacify some of those like extreme like fuck this I hate this so much feeling yeah um And then, of course, being on Instagram every single day. Like,
0: I just was. All day. Yeah, all day. Did you. um, I don't know if this was just me. Kyle loved the post-op stage because I was um, super horny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, pre-op, I was like, I need to put something in my mouth if you catch my drift. Because I wasn't smoking and I wasn't eating my things. things. So he might have gotten a lot of blowjobs during that time. Yeah. And then post-op. Like, once I felt better, you know, like physically, I was like, we didn't have sex. I need to do something that's going to give me endorphins and make me feel better right now, like a junkie. So Kyle really loved those stages. (laughs) I love that for him. Yeah. I,
1: you know, it's funny. I was like kind of losing my mind because Chad was scared. I had a lot of incision pain after surgery. And it was the kind of thing where, like, I couldn't even bend down to, like, replace the dog's water. Like, I was really in pain. And so I think he was just so scared to hurt me. He's like, no, you better go to your post-op appointment and make sure. I went probably almost a month without getting fucked, and it was like mind numbing. Like it was horrible. Oh,
0: poor pitch. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. No, it was the worst. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm good now. And he's like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I'm just going to hurt you. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, well. like, that's what I want. <laughs> right. I'm like, there are other like, ob- you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, it was really hard, but yeah, it was a better week for him than it could have week. gone down
0: on you. That wouldn't have affected, like a- affected your incisions by any means. Just- right?
1: And well, and I think too, like I was just so, like I was acting very frail. Like if you guys don't know this, I took six and a half week, almost seven weeks off of sensor, like after surgery. Like yeah, I you're was of
0: a baby about it. I
1: was being like a psycho. Yeah. So I was like, you know, making it as if this was going to be such a hard surgery. And so I think in his mind, he was just like, oh God, no, we need to like make sure that we're okay, right? So. Okay. It was annoying. But anyways, yeah, he had a much better couple of weeks than I did, I'm sure. And I think there was some, like, you know, like, other things, but, like, actually having sex, which, if you guys don't know this about me, like, I am that, I need to get fucked.
0: <laughs> okay. You don't have to put
1: it like that. Jesus. I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's a lot of women that can just, like, live off of, like, you know, other things. And, like, me, I'm just not that person.
0: Well, plus like, you're listening to those, like, romance bangers. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Um you're like, yeah. where's my where's my uh barn boy? I need my milkman here.
1: Cool boy. Um, oh um okay, so I'll I'll get back to the grind. Uh yeah. week six and seven. So two more weeks. Um I had stage four, which was the soft food phase. Um this took like me so into long. I know it's crazy, isn't it? So long. Um, this is all like cooked veggies. Scrambled eggs are finally on there cottage cheese is on there. We actually have fish and chicken, um, canned tuna. Um, I really stuck with my green smoothies. And this is kind of when I started like experimenting, I'll say mm-hmm. with some, um, salads and things seemed to go pretty well. And because I was eating it in my smoothies, I was like, I think my stomach can handle it pretty well. Um, so I kind of slowly started integrating some
0: fresh, uh, vegetables. They say that's cooked. like the hardest part for your tummy though.
1: Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like, I craved it so much. I was like, I just want to try, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wasn't, you know, giving it like a chance. I, I mean, I think I had to back off for like a little bit um, or just take yeah. it really slow. Um, but I had some fresh veggies and I felt good with it. I did eat a lot of cooked vegetables as well. Um, but fish and chicken being on the list and tuna, I made a ton of Um, like I would make a tuna salad, for example, and I would just put it on top of like a bed of lettuce or not a bed, sorry, like a boat of romaine, you know what I mean? So like, it wasn't a ton, but it was definitely in my, in my diet, even though it doesn't say that it's allowed. Um, and then I went into the textured food, which is, I would imagine similar to like everyone's like release to the world kind of food. That's where there's really no restriction as far as the texture is concerned, but they did have some really specific guidelines um, at that time, and it was like protein has to be between 60 and 80 grams. Always eat your protein first. Slowly introduce new foods. And if you feel like for whatever reason, like it's not going well, just go back to the previous stage. Um You know, caffeine's finally allowed back in your diet. Fuck that. I was, like, drinking caffeine after, like, my follow-up appointment, which was, like, a month after surgery. (laughs) He's like, yeah, "Yeah, you can do it. Um, But they just want you to avoid, like, anything high fat or high sugar as far as creamers go. And they have the calorie. Okay, so trigger warning. The calorie for weeks (laughs) 8 and 12 post-op was 500 to 800 calories a day for as long as you can. So, and he explained this to me uh, when I sat down with the surgeon. He was just like, look. The longer you can ride this out, the more successful you're going to be in that early like post-op phases. But the idea was that you basically at each meal, um, you want two ounces of meat and two ounces of vegetables. Um, so a total of four ounces. And you really don't want to eat more than four times a day. So that was the instruction that I got okay. for that stage five texture food. And then like once you're past week 12, essentially, like you are just released yeah. to the world. This is your new normal. Um, you know, it, my surgeon really didn't recommend like tracking because he wants it to be like more long-term, but sure. something to just to just kind of have like a guideline, right? So I found a lot of success with like measuring my food, especially because I had that like four ounce rule sort of in my mind. Yeah. Um, I kind of went from there and I just sort of like build my meal sort of around that. Um, but again, like my maintenance, it says... You know, a thousand to twelve hundred calories for women, like for yeah. me. So, which is nuts because exactly. if I was
0: eating a thousand to twelve hundred calories per day, I know I would still be in weight loss mode. But well, and also, you have to do the math on that because if you're working out heavily, yes. you do. Lifting weights, boxing, running—those are all vit- Those are all calories that you're adding to your. Well, you're taking away from. Your body, so you have to re-add them in, right? Yeah. I don't know how the best way to say that. So you that and for it, yeah, I would say like they'll be like, okay, twelve hundred. If you like, you're doing nothing else. If you're laying in bed all day, doing yeah. shit, twelve hundred calories. But I think more realistically for me, fifteen to 1500 to two thousand calories a day is probably pretty average, even yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask though. In these stages, one thing you didn't mention, when did you start taking your supplements?
1: Oh, awesome question. I actually had that written down. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention it. Um, so I actually was told to take my multivitamin, which was the chewable multivitamin, mm-hmm. multivitamin starting day two after surgery. Mm-hmm. So I was on that chewable. It was bariatric fusion chews. And it wasn't the soft chews. It was the so chalky. Choose. Ugh. Right. Okay. Horrible horrible so and I was addictive. taking that shit and I tried as a heart as long as I could to stay on that one and then that's when I started exploring some other options I'm not good at taking pills so I ended up landing on the soft chews which I yeah. feel like we could have like a whole hour on freaking vitamins but yeah I that was the, oh have we talked yeah
0: about supplements before
1: yeah. yeah okay well Soft chews are really can- where it's at. If you can take them and you can stomach it, and you like yeah. the way they taste enough, like, ugh, do
0: that because just brush your teeth because you can get cavities from. Oh, absolutely. Yes, big one. Okay, so day two basically, and then what did other than your multivitamin did you take anything else? I also took well, okay, multivitamin
1: with iron and then yeah. also calcium. Um, I did not take anything else except biotin or like a hair support support. Um, and that started, I want to say it was about two months after surgery. Mm. Um, and then I also added in a fiber supplement as needed. Um, Mm. and that was just kind of, again, like kind of sporadic, but throughout that first couple of months I was taking, they call it a Brown cow. It was like a recipe that they gave me. Yeah. I think I've talked about it before, but it's this metamucil and prune juice combo that you just kind of like mix it up and you drink it at nighttime and you do that like every night before you go to bed until you have your first bowel movement. Um, and then just like based on whether or not it's like comfortable to still taking you to still take it, you can switch down to like every other night. But that was another confusing thing for me because prune juice is very high in sugar. And so I was like, Oh, okay, is this all right? Like I know I'm still healing and I
0: don't know if sugar is like necessarily the best to help heal, but, um, yeah. I, I was. was like grainy. So I'd yeah. be like scared, but then I'm still scared to take Metamucil even now. Cause I'm like, what if it gets caught in my incisions? I don't have incisions. My stomach is healed. I'm like, eight yeah. Out. Yeah. it's one of those things that kind of fucks with my head. Yeah. And if you are in why you can't do Metamucil. So that's something to like note. Um, you like literally can't physically take it.
1: I'm sorry. It's not Metamucil. I apologize. It's Miralax.
0: Oh, that's the makes- purple one. Yes, lax, miralax like, oh, what a fucking disgusting mix but i bet it works so good <laughs> yeah oh
1: yeah no it it's and bad, actually right? it didn't even taste bad to me like i was oh. i like prunes yeah. i like prune juice i like everything about it i just that it didn't and it actually took me like three or four nights in a row to even see my very first film <laughs>
0: well yeah you don't have much food in there so right exactly yeah so, after surgery we did a whole episode about that that's no joke yeah. okay joke um, Do you want me to, I looked up my website or my surgeon's website to like say their stages really quickly. Do you want me to just compare Okay. Yeah. So the first week, like I said, you're at the hospital, you're like, they're taking care of you. Then it's weekly after that. So the first week, once you're home is liquids. So broth, jello, protein, water, juice, and Gatorade week two, like once you're home is full liquid diet, they still tell you not to take straws, which is bullshit but whatever. So this is protein shakes, blended, um, blended foods, milk, pudding, jello, yogurt, vegetables, juice, soup, and hot cereal, but like really thin down hot cereal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did, um, cream of wheat, which I had never done before, but it has to yeah. be like a drinkable version. But what I did, which I felt like was pretty sneaky was I added garlic powder and, um, Italian seasoning to it to make Smart. it tasty. savory. Yeah. Oh, it was a lifesaver. It tasted so good. And then week three, which is the one I got stuck at for a while is mm-hmm. pureed foods. Yeah. And I was like, get me to pureed It's all I care about. (laughs) Yeah. All I wanted to do. I had so many like vision board recipes (laughs) I was going to try. And that's also when you can add in like string cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese. So they say to do the three, two, one plate, three parts, lean protein, two parts, low fiber, one part, either complex carb or starch. So for example, you could do like canned chicken or boiled beans, egg whites, egg beaters, um, steamed or baked like potatoes that are super, super mashed. I did a lot of the roasted um, red pepper tomato soup from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. I added protein powder to that. And then I did a lot of, they had these really amazing um, frozen mashed potato circles at Trader Joe's. They don't have them anymore, but they're little nuggets of just mashed potatoes that are frozen. So I could heat two of those up. And, um, I added a ton of like water to it and then, um, protein powder to that too. Like I was just trying to supplement with as much protein as possible because eggs did not sit well in my tummy. Chicken did not sit well in my tummy. Like I was kind of worried like, Oh, I'm never going to be able to eat like meat, true protein again, because nothing was sitting well. I could not deal with it. I tried to go from puree to soft foods and it did not work. Like I had to... Stop and I think I was at pureed for like three weeks. So that sucked. But I found like, you know, if I found a food like I loved, like I would go get like that French onion soup again and mm-hmm. I would just blend it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like anything that was like a chunky, oh, like, um, like a potato soup, like the loaded baked potato soup. I would just blend it like, yeah, you know, and add protein powder. Yeah. But I was stuck there for a minute. Like you said, I did the ricotta bake and it made me dump. That scared me. Yeah. And it made me really hesitant to like keep trying um, vegetables, raw vegetables. I still struggle with like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can do dark leafy greens now, 18 months out, but there's no way I could just eat like a big salad or like a bro- plate of broccoli like you do. Yeah. Even um, like artichokes, which are my favorite vegetable, they're too fibrous. So, like, they expand in my stomach and it just doesn't feel good. So that was, that was a weird thing for me. I was like, I was just going to like eat, like I said, I thought I would just eat like the Kardashians and eat salad every day. Yeah. Be good with it. And I did it. And it was hard to be like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? Cause I can't even like the green smoothies I drink every day in general, I couldn't do those. They made my stomach hurt. So I was like, what am I going to, what am I going to eat? Like, I don't know. And I was really like a new way I had to really think about it. So I ended up doing a lot of like sandwich meats, those sat fine. It seems like dense meat is the problem. So like a dense piece of chicken or a dense Mm -hmm. hamburger, those just don't stake. Like my stomach just does not like to process them. Someone said to treat your tummy like you would a newborn baby. Yes. You don't give a newborn baby. What do you give them for like what? Four months milk. You know what I mean? Like liquids, that's yeah. it. And like their tummy is growing and your tummy has this new reset. So you're not going to come out the gate eating like a New York steak and a baked potato. You, you'll <laughs> right. die. You know, you'll, you won't die, but it'll be really painful. Yeah. So I do like I used to do like one leaf of like romaine and then I would put like low fat cheese and pastrami and um, lots of condiments and like that. I just kind of learned to eat like that. But it was really difficult. And then you know, the next stage is obviously like soft foods, Mm -hmm. week four and beyond. They call it the soft mechanical diet. So they want you to think lean, green, and clean. And they say, you know, don't drink water 15 minutes before you eat and 30 minutes after your meal. I never did the don't drink before. I think Mm -hmm. I missed that instruction. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I still to this day set a timer the minute I take my last bite or the minute I finish eating my vitamins. And I don't drink for until 30 minutes comes out. Like I'm done with 30 minutes, but you eat really slowly. You and I bonded over eating for 30 minutes because I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Like I was really afraid of overeating or like expanding my stomach at first. Yes. So I would set a timer. Like once I could eat something, real food, even Mm -hmm. like cottage cheese, I would wait. I would sit there for 30 minutes on my phone And I would take a bite, chew for 30 seconds, swallow, wait a full minute, and then take my next bite. And that was very difficult to develop. But I think that's why I didn't really have a ton of dumping syndromes. I didn't have like any problems um, with my stomach once I found foods that I could tolerate Mm -hmm. um, was because I ate that way. And I know you did that. The first thing I ever saw of you before we were even friends, you were eating beef and broccoli in your back room at your work, <laughs> you were talking about setting your timer and sitting on your hands mm-hmm. and waiting until you could take your next bite, which you didn't really talk about a lot. But I think that's important to point out, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And circling back, you were talking about the vision board of like recipes. And I yeah. think that's so hysterical because I have a point in time in my like camera feed, my camera roll on my mm-hmm. phone where it was only screenshots of recipes and I had probably like 55 and it was right. It was during that like full liquid phase. So when I was like super over liquids and I just couldn't wait to like make something and eat something, which is kind of funny because I never revisited those recipes again, but I will say this, if you are struggling in the liquids, full liquids, or even those like very first phases of like pureed, whatever, like, just research a bunch of recipes or watch like I would watch people on YouTube build salads I don't know why but there was something so satisfying about just like watching other people like assemble or cook or whatever yeah. I never cared about like the food network but I was like so into it during that time that helped me so which like was food strange yeah it was like weird though because I'm like I'm not eating I can't eat you would think that that would be the opposite of what I want to watch but yeah. I was super attracted to like, learning new techniques and like what am I going to do when it's time like you know I was just
0: waiting for them to like yeah. go to the
1: floodgates and then I was like good to go you know
0: yeah and then if you're like me you take two steps out and you're like nope yeah. going
1: back in. Go yeah, back in exactly. but yeah no t- you're absolutely right I would I would so that was one of the techniques that I learned from Dr. Vong's book and it's basically like you take a bite and it's being super intentional and super mindful about what you're doing as you're eating eating like a grandma
0: that's how yeah I, she would take like she'd eat one peanut and chew it for like 30 seconds yeah when and i was like it, like it drove me crazy but it makes smell sense. it feel it like
1: feel it in your mouth before you start chewing like all the things like being super super aware of what you're doing as you're doing it whereas like normally i would just like put on netflix and i would just numb, i would like go black when i would eat you know what i mean this is i can't watch people at
0: restaurants now yeah. because we eat so fast in america it's yeah. bonkers to be like Bonkers to me. Restaurants are still triggering. Yeah, but yeah, we eat really fast and we don't need to. Right. That for us.
1: Well, uh, if anybody has questions on pre or post op, you know, yeah. find us or tell us. us what,
0: yeah, tell us how yours was, or like, yeah. you know, what you do differently, or what you. I'll put it on there so you can. And like also,
1: it. what helps? Like, I think that some of the tools, like some of the like tips for getting through some of these times is really helpful. And like mm. what works for me may have not have worked for you. Like, you're just like, Oh, I have a rule. I'm going to follow it for me. I'm like, Oh, I have a rule. <laughs> I'm going to break it. So I'm like, stuff- right. I'm like, how am I going to like distract my brain? So that's sort of like where my mindset was at. So anyways, if you guys have anything that you want to add to the episode, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You can find us on Instagram. I B B C underscore crystal. ibc IBC underscore Stacy, or just the Itty Bitty Belly Committee, or ittybittybelly.com. No one really ever goes on there, but knock yourself out. Um, and Like we said at the top, we also have support groups on Sundays and Tuesdays. You can sign up on our website or on our link tree and Instagram, and then we'll send you the info for the groups. We have accountability buddies. Yeah. What nice. else do we do? Let's
1: connect. Send us a voicemail or call us in. Yeah. Leave us a voicemail. We Make love it. Leave
0: us a voicemail. We're going to, if you, unless you tell us not to, we're going to talk about it and we're going to play it at some point. <laughs> so this about. might be where I play Zara's message, but yeah. if you might've already heard it. It'll be a fun experiment to see how I can figure out where to put this in, but I'll put it in. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, anything else you want to add? No. Well, I- now we're, now we're both like kind of just living our lives we're in like exactly stage. Maybe. Well,
1: doing our thing maybe. well you're growing a baby
0: yeah my world's different but we're yeah. pretending that I'm you but know
1: also too can I just say I feel like ever since you got pregnant like there's something about all of your weight has left your like you have no you have nothing but like cheekbones and like a chin your your face to me looks like it's thinned out even more mm-hmm. since you've been pregnant and I feel like Maybe like it's just a weight distribution thing. Like I know you said that yeah. you gained 20 pounds over your pregnancy. Like it, it has to be just
0: literally the baby and like you're still losing, but like the baby's gaining. There's a little things I've noticed, like my top, like the very inner part of my thighs are touching again. <laughs> they weren't hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it feels like sweaty there again yeah. because there's not getting a breeze. Um, so that I, you know, I gained a little bit of weight there. But you can still, you're right. Like my face is still thin and it's yeah. thinning out. And my yeah. I can still see my collarbones. It's mostly, I will say this. I told this in the group chat. I used a food scale and I weighed my boobs. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> and obviously it's not a true science, because I didn't like cut my boob off and place it on there. Like I kind of placed it on the right. scale on the counter gently, you know, and each boob was 9.4 pounds or no 9.4 pounds. Nine pounds, four ounces a boob each size. Crazy. They're humongous. So I think pound titties. Yeah. So 18 pounds of it is tit. And then the baby, we did a um, 20 or the 32 week ultrasound the other day. And it mm-hmm. was, he's four and a half pounds. Aww. So then when you had the placenta and the fluids and all that shit, like it's another, you know, probably seven or eight pounds, I would assume. Um. Can I tell you something that's not related to stages quickly? Yeah. So last night. Um, I, ha- I got like heat rash on my stomach and on my tits. I call them measles tits right now. It's really common when your hormones are going crazy and your skin's stretching out. Like I just, it looks like I have measles just on my boobs and on my tummy. Wow. Weird. It's weird. So, and it's really attractive. So I've been putting, my doctor said, just put aquaphor on it. So last night, Kyle was in the bathroom with me and I was just like staying there naked, like lubing up my stomach and my tits, which he loves to watch. And so I put it on. And I like kind of like rubbed it up. So my stomach kind of lifted, like did for sure lift up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when rubbing up. So yeah. I rubbed up and as like the skin kind of fell down, the baby's hands pressed out and it was the creepiest looking thing ever. It felt weird. Like it was like if you put your hand under your shirt and then like rubbed, you know, through your shirt What? on both sides of my ribs, his hands were like, whomp like he was. <laughs> copying what I was doing oh my gosh that's so funny I was like how do you see that he's like yeah what the hell was that I was like (laughs) I don't know so I kept doing it and then he would be like like on the way back down it was so cute because he's head down now which is good yeah so picture his like face face is up so his face is like up towards my tummy but his head's down into my vagina so he's just like doing the hand rub on the inside it was oh, so weird oh cute that's so funny I think skinny people or like people who don't have a lot of loose skin probably see that more because it's tighter but mm-hmm. mine's pretty loose like my, mm-hmm. I still have an apron and stuff so mm-hmm. that was the first time I'd seen like cause I pulled the skin kind of taut yeah know? yeah. Uh, it was such a trip I was like what the fuck this child is like ready to come out and say hello <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny i know it was weird so weird but anyways so that's all i want to say about the baby sis. baby kyle i don't know so what <laughs> okay well anyways maybe you'll hear a message maybe you've already heard the message but until next time this is petra <laughs> <laughs> this is stassi <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny maybe my stripper name is stassi and your stripper name is petra <gasps>
1: Yeah, I love it. But she's a do... hooker. She's not a stripper. She's a hooker. I know, but she I don't paid for sex, not taking her clothes off. <clears throat>
0: Although they're kind of <clears throat> one and the same, but I'm just—they're not. Sex workers are different. But I don't know that I could just be like, yeah, slip me a fifty and slip it in me. I don't no, know. I'm no, so picky. Not. She's expensive. She's fifty dollar. Oh, okay. no, she's Erica yeah. Jane. She's Erica Jane yeah. hooker. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, people get that reference. All right, let's hang <laughs> up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. See so ya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay see ya bye hey stacy and crystal my name is zara and i want to say that i absolutely freaking love you guys you guys your guys's podcast brings so much joy laughter and relatability into my life and anyone who has had gastric sleeve surgery as i am one year out and i just want to say that you guys are freaking awesome and you guys just bounce off each other's ideas so well and are so real and I love that you guys keep it 100% and I am such a huge fan of the podcast and of your guys's life and just keep doing what you're doing and sending you all of the love.